0: You're listening to Speak Your Style, a lifestyle and business podcast hosted by Sasha Bowlby and Liz Toombs. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Speak Your Style. Sasha and I have been a little MIA lately, given the, given the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. We've been trying to figure out what that means for our businesses and um, our personal lives, too. But ultimately, we've decided we want to forge ahead with the podcast. Um, We know that as business owners, we can learn from each other, and um, it's just nice to hear some encouragement from other people as we're all stuck inside of our houses right now. Um, and we'll make sure to let you know that we are social distancing. Uh, we and our podcast guests for the day are all in our separate locations and are using this handy dandy technology to record for you. So, thank you for being back with us.
1: I'm learning so much off of technology through all of this social distancing. So, I'm happy for that. Um, we want to give a warm welcome to Miss Robin Hammond. She is our guest today. She is owner of Southern Hospitality Etiquette. Um, we just kind of wanted to start out, Robin, if you want to talk a little bit about yourself and um, kind of give us a, a little breakdown of your business, um, Southern Hospitality Etiquette.
2: Sure, well, thank you both ladies um, for inviting me and having me on your show. Um, I hope you can hear me well. I am kind of out in the country a little bit, so my Wi-Fi gets a little spotty. Um, I guess, Sasha, we've known each other for a very short period of time, but we kind of connected really quickly in kind of a weird (laughs) way. So uh, I am the owner of Southern Hospitality Etiquette where we instruct children and adults on the use of everyday manners and etiquette. Um, And so I have a program series that I run um, for middle and high school students where we once a month and we learn um, basic manners and etiquettes. And then we also have a business etiquette program um, as well. So we reach out and we customize Um, programs for business owners to teach their staff um, how to provide excellent um, service to their customers and how to actually uh, represent their brand in a positive way.
1: Now, Robin, was there, um, kind of from our standpoint, being small business owners um, and being in the business world, was there a... um, experience or something that you went through personally or professionally that really kind of um, sparked that idea that um, even though you started out in uh, teaching children that said hey maybe i need to join um, and expand this into um, companies and local businesses and things like that
2: sure Uh, that's a great question too sasha i think that we've all had experiences Um, Unfortunately, negative experiences um, in going into restaurants or storefronts and not receiving a warm welcoming. And I think that um, it's something that will, it kind of determines whether or not you're going to go back and spend your money um, at those places. So I actually had an experience. I do uh, marketing for a local surgeon here in town and uh, went into a uh, referring uh, physician's office. And I was actually uh, kind of blown away and, and wondered, left, uh, left wondering if the physician had any idea um, how his clients were being treated when they walked in and how that reflected on him, quite honestly.
1: And I wonder, too, if a lot of people experience that. I know just by owning my own business and going into different retail businesses, restaurants, different things like that, I make sure I pay attention to, you know, those small details and 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 i know just from personal experience you know some retail stores and things like that that i've been into that it takes you know sometimes five minutes or so for someone to even reach out and say hi how are you thanks for coming in can i help you find something and it really kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth just knowing that i own my own business and i make sure that that's the first thing you know that i greet somebody that comes in the door so it's kind of a I don't know I guess I pay attention to to those details just being a business owner myself Liz have you experienced anything of those sorts
0: yeah it's funny that you ask because back just a couple weeks before all of this um, quarantine stuff happened a friend and I were at a restaurant in downtown Lexington and it's a pretty nice restaurant but when we walked in the two people working at the host stand had their backs to us. They heard us come in. Um, they didn't turn around to say, we'll be right with you or you know greet us at all. They stood there for you know probably three or four minutes just talking and doing what they needed to do uh, before they acknowledged me and my friend. And I just remember thinking, it was just very offensive and it was very strange. Um, and it made me question whether or not I really wanted to go back to that place because if they really don't care if I'm there, then maybe I don't care if I'm a client or, you know, or a customer.
2: Yeah. And you know, Liz, that's a good point. And actually, um, new voice media, uh, com said after one negative experience, 51% of customers will never do business with that company again. So, you know, we talked a little bit about this um, before that uh, social media is huge. And while, you know, back in the 80s, one person would tell, you know, 11, 10, 11 people about a negative experience. Now they throw it on social media and there's thousands of people that have instantly seen that and post about you.
0: Well, so on that note, I have a question, um, being that we're talking about etiquette. You know, people do get on social media and blast businesses and people when they have bad experiences, but I don't feel like they're as quick to do that when they have positive experiences. So what's your perspective on that, Robin?
2: Um, well, as far as I love to use this analogy. Um, you know, it's bad uh, manners, it's bad etiquette to use the wrong fork at dinner. It's bad manners to call someone out for using the wrong fork, and I think that applies in in the social media world as well. So, um, you know, so it's poor manners for someone to call you out. Of. There's a lot of, uh, I, I just don't really understand the point of of doing that on social media. To be, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say
0: no,
1: boo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now, Robin, would you have any suggestions? Um, say, for instance, um, if you have a business and a business Facebook page, social media, and if someone was to put um, a bad review or a bad comment or maybe um, left a note, I don't know, there's so many different scenarios. Is there a to handle that is there a certain way that you should respond back um oh, yeah. how do you how would you kind of instruct someone to, to handle that situation
2: yeah absolutely uh, you know I think that can be really tricky too because as business owners we uh we all three of us are business owners and we I know that we all take pride in what we do and this uh, is we provide so um I, the biggest thing advice that i give is that if you have received a negative review online um, i always um, address uh, or suggest to address the person by saying listen i'm sorry that you've experienced this let me know how we can fix this please you know here is my number here's my personal information and uh, let me fix this i always try to turn it into a positive and at the end of the day you cannot you know make someone take a post down or call you but you can certainly offer that service to them and I think that's really the only only way to do it
0: yeah that's good advice
1: that's, that's, it's a good way to go about it because sometimes I feel like you know even if I'm on reviewing someone else's business page or if I'm reviewing um, a restaurant or something like that if there's a negative comment or something like that and I feel like if I don't see your response, I always wonder, hmm, well, do they really care that people are leaving these responses? Or, you know, maybe they should it, expand it a little better. It's,
2: it's almost like guilty if they don't respond. I mean, I think that's the way that people see it.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I don't know that that's completely fair,
1: but unfortunately
0: that's the world that we're right. in right
1: now. Exactly. And now Robin, getting back to your, um, educational part for business etiquette, um, just say if a business reaches out to you and says, you know, I'd like for you to come in or I'd like for you to help. Is there a certain, um, strategy that you have? Are there certain questions that you ask? Um, kind of, can you explain to us how you go about, um, getting someone set up for your services?
2: Absolutely. So we, um, we always customize um every program based on our clients needs so there's the two businesses alike and so our programs i mean they they have the similar um you know meat of the program if you will uh, but it's totally customized whether that's based on the amount of uh, employees that that business has or the the need and you know I, i I think the biggest uh, pieces of advice that I can give to business owners um, is that as soon as this, uh, you know, social distancing is over and we can kind of get back to norm, I really recommend um, having someone, uh, a friend or someone that you know that maybe your employees don't recognize, go in and, and be a customer and see what that looks like, see what your customers are experiencing and um, uh, you may be shocked.
0: It's funny. It's funny that you mention that because when I uh, first started working, I was like 16 years old, working at Claire's uh, and piercing <laughs> ears and dealing with those millions of pieces of jewelry in the mall. Uh, it was a glorious job. But uh, <laughs> we used to get shopped uh, by corporate. They would hire people um, that were willing to come in and you know, complete random strangers, no ties to the company. And just come into the store and they would rank us, un, unbeknownst to us, on whether we greeted them, what shape the store was in, you know, how their whole experience was, um, and that really shaped the training and the feedback that that store got from corporate. So, it's an interesting concept, I think, for just even locally owned small businesses and boutiques.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I always was, I mean, look, look at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, there's a reason they are so successful and it is, it is my pleasure. Have a nice day. And, you know, those are very little, uh, but they are a huge impact. And I think that they're a perfect business to to look at and kind of model yourself after, actually.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed other places that I'll be um, saying my pleasure. It won't be everyone in the office, but it will be some of them, and it's definitely the first thing I think of is, oh, Chick-fil-A, or, oh, that's a really great
1: thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, too, and I think it's important, you know, just from the standpoint, if you have to treat everybody, you know, the same, I mean, it's not, you know, you don't know, I mean, there could be someone, if you've got a business coming in from corporate, that could just look like your normal customer, I mean, you don't know, you have to treat everybody with the same respect and you know really pay attention to those kind of things because i mean it's it with some businesses it's really make or break depending on how you know you treat people coming in the door
2: absolutely absolutely and i
1: always say you know uh, how
2: would you want your grandmother to be treated um i think that's a, a great way but at least it makes people think you know we've always told our employees that just how would you want your grandmother treated when she walked in the door
0: that's a good, a good thing to think about. Um, when I was reading about your business, Robin, I read that, you know, you do things with middle school students and high school students, but um, you mentioned specifically college readiness for the mm-hmm. high school students that you work with, and that really sparked my interest because I teach a class at UK on soft skills um, because it's something that you don't get in college. So talk to us about what you do with those high schoolers to help them make sure they are ready.
2: Well, you know, I think that's a really big, um, important piece of it. And I know that when we're, you know, high schools now just have the time. I mean, you know, back when I was in high school, I'm not even going to try to age myself here, but we had home ec. And there were things that we had to do, and it was just part of the curriculum. And now you don't. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's now an elective, um, and I, I can't, I'm not even sure what they're calling it now. But anyway, so our high school students, we do, we teach table and dining etiquette, um, but they have to actually put together their run. And we talk, we, they have a faux interview, and um, it's a college interview. So uh, we pretend that we all are a president um, of a uh, college interviewing them. And so we do things like that. So they have to do their uh, resume. Actually, getting ready to add to our program um, a CPA that's going to come in and talk about managing their money um, and what that looks like um, because it's important. And uh, so yeah, I mean it's definitely a college readiness and beyond. And so we teach those uh, and how to interview. You would be shocked by the the these children have no idea uh, what that looks like when they need to get up and interview in front of someone and know how to introduce themselves and to stand up from their chair and shake hands. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, but after the program, they, uh, they're ready.
0: <laughs> oh, I think that's great. And that's such a good addition to add the CPA, the financial piece because people mm-hmm. struggle. I mean, they're getting out of college without knowing how to handle their finances. And, um, so I think that's really important. Do you think that the handshake uh, being such a prevalent thing in um, social settings is going to change after this COVID-19 stuff? Or do you think we're going to be right back to it?
2: You know, that's funny that you asked that. I have thought about that. And I'm really my hope, um, Liz, is that it, 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 gets, it becomes more important. And, and in a way, I think it will. I think that I I don't. I know you all are probably just like me. I am. I am tired of this already, and I'm ready to get back to some normalcy. Um, And I can't wait until I can actually like go up to someone and say hey, you know, and shake my hand, uh, shake their hand, and introduce myself. So I, I, I think we'll see a change there. At least I'm hoping.
0: Yeah. I I agree. I think we're going to be clamoring for that, and so um, we may be a little skittish on the, like, the first time, but then I think we'll be right back to it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm
1: definitely a hugger, so I feel like some of the people that I've come across, I'm just kind of like, I just want to
0: hug you, and I can't. It feels like we're being so rude, because you can't, you're just standing there really awkwardly away from everyone, if you even see anyone.
2: Right, right, and you don't look at them in the eye. It, it is. It, it's it's very unmannerable.
1: <laughs> now, Robin, with all of this that has been going on with the COVID nineteen, can you maybe talk about how that has affected your business? I know that it's it's affecting everyone, from business to personal to you know everything. Can you talk a little bit about how it's affecting your business?
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I actually work with the children at Saints Peter and um, Paul here, which is a uh, private Catholic school. And they have me come in after school and I teach uh, manners and etiquette to their students. And so that's stopped, obviously, since school is out. And then, of course, because um, an essential Unfortunately, uh, Manners and Etiquette is not considered essential, so uh, my clients, their offices are closed, and and we are too, but um, we're definitely looking at ways to um, prepare for the future, and we think that um, it's going to be bigger and better than ever, but sure, yeah, absolutely, we've been affected.
1: I know that there's um, businesses, I know for myself, I've been trying to think of ways that I can still continue on without being physically in the store. So I've been trying to do some things through um, social media and Instagram, Facebook, those kind of things. Is there anything that you're doing or or contemplating doing on trying to keep it um, going at least, um, you know, for people at home, positive messages, positive notes, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. A, A big part of talent for me is
2: community service and doing Things for others. That's part of our program for middle and high schoolers. We uh, pair up with a local charity and do a project with them. So I think it's really important for kids to understand that uh, the importance of giving back to those in our community. So um, actually, um, I have a podcast too, and we talked about this. I'm um, just some kind of positive ways to keep our social distancing, uh, but doing um, nice things for others. And, you know, I, I love that you're doing your videos, Sasha, uh, where you're doing your live videos and, and uh, having your adorable sister um, trying on all your clothes. I think that's great. Um, one thing that I really suggest is, uh, you know, obviously we need to be aware of um, elderly neighbors and those that are alone I mean you know uh, depression is a real thing and I think especially in times like this when you cannot have that um, social connection uh, for those people it's really important for us to, to look in on them and check on them so making sure that if they need anything um, but one thing that we a couple of things that we talked about doing was uh, you know just putting like a little bag of little treats I mean this is you know, the Easter season and um, just being positive and leaving some things on the doorstep for those people. Um, My mother is uh, really susceptible, so we are unable to see her. And so we are putting together a little care package for her. And we're, my 18-year-old and I are kind of doing the ding-dong ditch, but in a positive way. So we're leaving something nice. (laughs) Uh, So I really encourage people to to get out there and do little things like that.
1: It's uh, just to kind of share a story. I mean, it's just little, little things that really kind of make your heart grow. and, And it's my dad and I were out the other day and, you know, in our county, we don't have a lot of confirmed cases, but there's still people that are social distancing and, you know, trying to watch, wear gloves and things like that. And so my dad and I were out at the gas station um, filling up um, gas. We've been doing a lot of manual labor around the house here. So we were getting (laughs) gas for the mowers. And so my dad was using plastic gloves at the gas station. And so he had gotten out and he was filling up um, the gas cans with gas. And there was a man on the other side that was filling up his gas. And he had saw that my dad had on just the plastic disposable gloves. And he said, here, let me give you something. And so his company makes gloves. They're more of like the chemical gloves, but he had them in a package. And so he said, here, put these in your truck and use these the next time that you need to pump gas. And it's just little things like that. I mean, when my dad got back in the truck, I thought, oh, that was so sweet of him to do that. So it's just little kind gestures like that that really kind of make your heart smile. And, and it really makes you think, you know, people really are trying to come together in you know a crazy situation like this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important. I think we hear so much negative every day, I feel like. Um, And so it's those little tiny gestures that are going to make huge impacts, positive impacts on on those people that we love and and those around us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you see your business changing much after this, Robin? Do you think that you'll be offering things differently than you have – before or that there'll be a, a boom in business or kind of what's your projection for yourself?
2: Um, oh, gosh, that's a kind of a great question. Um, we are, um, you know, looking, so our middle and uh, high school, uh, you know, uh, like I mentioned earlier is a seven series program. So we are kind of at the end of that. And so we got, we were really fortunate um, that we ended up missing our last social um, so we're hoping to get that rescheduled, and we will do that, that the kids really enjoy that piece of it. So we won't start our next program uh, for the children until fall. So I- I'm hoping that things will be back to normal by then. We may have to change a little bit, little things, because a big part of what we do in class is they have to introduce themselves every single class. And that is a uh, proper handshake and looking someone in the eye and so right now <laughs> that does not fall within the social distancing um, so we may have to change things up a little bit um, but we are projecting to to double this year uh, and I hope that we do that um, and then I think that as far as the business etiquette I mean I've already been approached by a, a college in Indiana and um and so they're looking at the fall. So I'm hoping the business will be fine. Our all time is is the summer. So um, hopefully we got lucky with this.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Though I just it makes me smile to hear about introducing yourself with a handshake and looking people in the eye. I'm a stickler for that stuff, and I get so excited when a child does that instead of you know mm-hmm. talking to their shoes when they're meeting me. Um, but I'm a geek about etiquette. I have a book, mm-hmm. a big fat book, I found at a thrift store Ooh. years ago. It's just this. It's literally called the Big Book of Etiquette, and I use it as just de- shelf decor in my living room. But sometimes we'll open it and like flip through it. But it's fun just to read yeah. about, you know, what people think are um, bygone things that really they still apply.
2: You know, it's funny, and I you know, first like, I always ask the kids, you know, like you raise your hand if you were devastated when your mom told you you were going to have to take the class. And um, and they all raised their hands. I mean, it's, it's very rare that I, I, I don't have hands. Uh, but, you know, but then they'll always say, I'm so glad I've done this. I'm so glad that I did this. And you really watch them grow over that seven um, series. Like, you really see a change and and just the way that they – confidence. I mean, that's what we're giving them. We're giving them life tools that promote confidence and strong community leaders. I mean, that's, a, that's you know, when people say, oh, etiquette and manners, it's so snotty. It's not. It's it's about welcoming people and making people feel comfortable around
1: you. That's what I'm trying to teach this.
0: Oh, that's such a good summary. That's
1: a really good way to put it. I know one thing that Liz and I talk about all the time just for our businesses um, is the the lack of people that send thank you notes and how it's just you know a lost art because I, mm-hmm. I I know that Liz we've talked about it several times Liz you know is always on top of thank you cards I always try to send a thank you card uh, and it's just you know a lot of people don't do that anymore why do you think that is
2: uh, well I think that we're a very relaxed society I think exactly what it is and i think for whatever reason especially this the you know this generation coming up everything you know they they have a hard time even being social outside of their phones um and you know i have like i said three kids and it's it's amazing to see the difference between the the age groups they're very spread out you know like they're 31 25 and 18 so pretty out kiddos and like I mentioned, uh, the 18 year old, I mean, they walk in the door and they're on their phones texting. They don't even call, they text. So they've lost that ability to connect uh, with others. So, you know, something small that we have made Madeline the 18 year old do like we, when we order food or we order pizza or whatever, we make her pick up the phone and call and uh, she doesn't, understand how important that is but one day I think she would
1: I have a little sister who it turned 20 in January and so she's kind of the same way it, mm-hmm. you know we kind of had to force her to say hey you need to call and order this or you need to call mm-hmm. and you know look, they just don't it's that age group it's a weird it's a weird group they just don't a lot of those things they just don't understand and they need they to understand them.
2: They do, and, and that's so important. And uh, you know, I don't know if uh, you all have employees, um, but in the in the medical portion of what I do with marketing, you know, I've, I've in in that aspect, I've been a manager and I've done all of those things and had to hire and unfortunately fire some people. And I find it so interesting, which is one reason I decided to as uh, these younger generation. They're definitely different uh, groups. So, again, that was another reason that we felt like this is the perfect time to to really reach out to these kids and and teach them the importance of of being mannerable and um, hope we make a small difference.
0: I'm curious, Robin, do you ever get on the discussion of apparel, of clothing at all, and proper fashion? Yes.
2: So, it's about, so what we teach is about modesty, oh. and uh, so for our classes, um, for our middle and high school classes, they have to come dressed appropriately to class, so they have to wear, the young ladies have to wear dresses or skirts, it has to be, they have to meet the fingertip rules, so when they stand up, the hem of their skirt or dress has to hit their fingertip. Uh, the young men have to wear a sports coat with a tie and khakis every class. And then in our business etiquette, um, obviously that's customized if uh, depending on if they have uh, uniform or whatever, but we actually do talk about that um, in our business etiquette uh, program. It's about modesty and the importance of modesty.
0: Oh, I like that. Although you're giving me flashbacks to my private school days with the skirt length requirement and, and that whole mess that I always had to, to fight with. What is your stance, given that we're coming up, um, you know, we're right around Easter here. What is your stance on white before Easter?
2: Oh, gosh. Liz, I told you, I, I was raised by a bunch of old southern ladies, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I get, I get ridiculed over this. I'm conservative, uh-huh. um, and so no white there's no white before easter oh. period sasha what do you think there's no white
1: after uh, labor day, labor day.
2: Mm. yeah
1: it seems like i mean a lot of people still follow that rule but you know i see white all year round so it's hard for me to kind of pick i i, I personally am not a fan of white <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially white pants white pants are not my thing but um I see more and more people, the trends, I mean, they're cutting and making white articles of clothing for all year round. So I think it's just all kind of based on on personal preference. That's Um, so
0: funny. I think we all three sit in different camps here because I love my white jeans. And I will. I'll wear them all year round. And my husband makes fun of me and he says, you call them winter white, which I do have winter white as well. But, you know, I was raised the same way as you, Robin. Like, absolutely not. You know, it was Easter to Labor Day. That was it. And then oddly, when I was young, you know, the white shoes were a big thing, especially around Easter. So I don't get into that side, but I will wear my white jeans through the winter and pair them with winter colors and fabrics and I feel like I can make it slide but I've really laxed on that one over the years.
2: I, I think you are alike, or you're like most people. I, I think I'm kind of the all bird. I, I even tried to purchase, I did this a pair of winter white cords this year and I'm and I, I couldn't wear them. I couldn't bring myself to do it.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. Now you mentioned a podcast. Do you want to t- tell everybody what your podcast name is and talk about that for a sec it's a southern
2: hospitality etiquette and um uh, we are, are it's you know very laid back again i'm not snotty we have a great time sometimes we get into the wine a little bit too much on the show but it's all about positivity and um we try to address issues and i'd love to have both you all on the show at some point and um kind of talk about what you all do but um we have a good t-
0: sounds like a blast I'll have to add it to my podcast arsenal of what I'm listening to in the office these days since I'm by myself all the time <laughs> oh my gosh well if you've listened to our show before you know we always end it the same way um and so I would love to know in one word or phrase how you would describe uh the style of your home
2: oh gosh my home um woodsy hmm
0: nice is it like a log cabin
2: or oh it's you can see it it's a log cabin i live in a log cabin
0: oh i like that that's nice you said you live out in the country so you just embrace it
2: mm-hmm. oh well no this is probably more my husband's dream oh. uh, but, <laughs> um but I, um i do love it i do love it uh now yeah it's I, I said the first time we walked in when we looked at it i said well it's it's woody <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny and then Miss Robin, if you will tell us um, in a couple of words um, what your personal fashion style is.
2: Fashion style? Well, I would disappoint my family if I didn't use the word fabulous because that is probably my favorite word. Uh, My 18 year old would probably say old lady.
0: (laughs) I don't know that I believe that. Oh, that is funny. Well, Robin, tell everyone um, where they can find you, online, social media, website, all of that good stuff.
2: Sure. Thanks, Liz. Um, You can find my website at southernhospitalityiky.com, and I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. I actually have Twitter, although I don't really get on it, so you can find a link to all of those sites on the website.
0: Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us today. It was so nice to chat with you and to hear about what you're doing with your work with students and business owners. Um, And we look forward to catching your podcast as well. Um, And for all of you listeners, we hope you're doing well out there with your um, social distancing and um, self-isolation, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. We'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find me, Liz Toombs, on Facebook and Instagram, as well as my business, PDR Interiors, on both outlets as
1: well. And you can find myself, Sasha Bowlby, on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find Sasha and Bo, my boutique, also on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check out the website anytime, shop 24-7 at com. And we also want to note too, if you like what you're listening to, please feel free to give us a review um, on the podcast. If you don't want to write out anything, all you got to do is just hit the stars. It's super easy and we would love to hear your feedback.